Welcome, and thanks for joining me today on Mortgage Manager Playbook, a podcast for sales leaders who want to improve their team's sales performance and originate more loans. I'm Pat Sherlock, your host. Today's topic is such an important one, the rise of the new loan officer. Our expert is Dale Sitta, and he is Managing Director of Belco Credit Union and the Cherry Creek Mortgage Division of Guild Joint Venture. Previous to that, Dale was with many different mortgage companies and had a long, successful career within our mortgage space. Hi, Dale. How are you, Pat? Good. And I'm excited about this topic because I think it's so important and I think the changes have been very significant. And I know that you're passionate about this topic also. But before we jump in to the main topic, let's talk about how did you get into the world of mortgage banking? That's a great question. So right out of college, I was managing a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Denver, Colorado. I was 25 years old and we had the number one increase in sales uh, restaurant for Ruth's Chris in the nation for five years running. And had all these clients coming in that were in their young 30s and they were coming in three, four, five days a week. And, and I was like, what do you people do? And they were in the mortgage industry. So when it came time to make a change, quite honestly, I didn't know what a mortgage was. I didn't know what a good interest rate was, a bad interest rate. And went down to one of the offices and said, you know, hey, listen, I'm interested in mortgages. And he said, come on down. First day, he handed me a rate sheet and three phone numbers and said, good luck. <laughs> and here I am 22 years later and still cooking. So uh, must must have been a right move. Well, it was, that's for sure. And similar to many other people's, how we got into the industry. But talk about your current challenges in your position now. I'm a very optimistic individual, number one. I don't really entertain, you know, today's Wednesday. So I'm focused on what do we do today, Wednesday. But I, I would say that, you know, the biggest, biggest thing that is the difficult part right now with limited inventory, high interest rates is really about loan officer motivation and keeping individuals engaged, understanding that it really takes a a 10x effort to, you know, reproduce, you know, likely the result that they're looking for. And, and so, you know, there's, there's individuals, obviously, we all have different mindsets and, and thought processes, but I think it's, it's keeping a group motivated to keep, you know, putting their gas on regardless of how difficult it becomes or, you know, what the scarcity levels are, et cetera, because there's still a tremendous amount of success that can be had if you're doing the right things. So I think that's really where we're where we're at right now in this fourth quarter. Well, we look at this fourth quarter, what are the challenges that you think mortgage bankers need to be looking at? One of the things that I, you know, I've been at a number of forums, sales forums recently, and, it, and it's, it's kind of a tougher conversation because I think, you know, as we've gone from 22 into 23 and, and and a lot of the downsizing is obviously taking place but there continues to be you know quite a bit of industry pressure and i i think you know what we're seeing is you've, you've had a number of individuals that maybe have been solid producers in 20 and 21 and in, in, in a complete different market and i think one of the challenges do you do you have the right people on the bus for this given environment and the environment that we're going to move into in 2024. And, you know, it's not really a place that companies can afford to have placeholders, individuals that are not willing to contribute and put big efforts forward. So I, I think it's kind of a, you know, making sure that 
you are right sized, but you also just have the individuals that are prepared for, you know, this, this given season that we're playing in. And, and it's a different season from, you know, 20 and 21. And so it takes a different mindset. And, 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 I, and I think some companies are struggling with making some of those decisions, quite honestly. I definitely see that, and I definitely agree 100%. But talk about your priorities for your sales force that you're focusing on for next year. Truthfully, it's it's getting back to the basics, fundamentals. I think that you know we we realize that consistent success has obviously been rooted in the purchase purchase business, regardless, right? Refinance markets come and go, but it's are we prospecting? Are we setting appointments? Are we you know, are we doing database management, social media? You know, are, are we building awareness and education? Because, you know, there's there's been some data that that's, you know, says that there's going to be six million potential buyers moving to the marketplace when rates fall one percent. How are we reaching those individuals while they're on the sidelines? So we're focused on, you know, high activity, uh, basic fundamental prospecting and, and sales activity is really where our focus is. You know, I, I don't really think we obviously went through a big change recently with our partnership with Guild. So we have product offering, we have technology, we have fulfillment, but it's, it's are you putting your foot on the gas with consumer education and, and business development? So that's, that's our fourth quarter and, and quite honestly, 2024 20, focus will be really driven around that. Well, I think that's a great segue to our main topic today to talk about the rise of the new loan officers. What are your thoughts on that? That the loan officer that was in the past, even when you joined or when I joined mortgage lenders, um, that that loan officer is going to have a difficult time today. Yeah. I, I, so, you know, what? I, I've been doing some, I think, I'm, I guess I'm always thinking, but certainly you have the older, well-established loan officer. And I think one of the big fundamental differences is that loan officer going back to when I started is has been accumulating contacts, right? So it's it's been about who they know, who's in their database, you know, maybe their relationships that they've accumulated, but they've kind of struggled with, you know, the the today's prospecting style. Maybe they're they're maybe they're kind of stuck in their own ways where I think the modern loan officer is more focused on about who knows you versus who do you know? And, you know, how am I leveraging social media to educate the consumer to capture someone's eye for when they are ready to engage? So I, I think, you know, the, the, the fundamentals of doing a mortgage, um, a lot of that principle is still there, right? I, I mean, we're still qualifying borrowers. There's still loan programs. There's, you know, FICO, income, collateral, all those things remain. Yes, technology is advanced, but I think it's how we're sourcing our business is really evolving. And I think if you're not leaning into, you know, today's world of tech, um, I, I personally haven't, I don't know too much about AI yet, but, but, but really starting to research you know, those, those platforms, that's where we're headed here. So Dale, what is your thoughts on, it does lead itself to the issue of the average age of the loan officer and mortgage <laughs> banking is still in the low fifties or late forties and the technology issues, which I see every day in our training world 
And it does seem as if this would lead us to getting newer people and younger in a younger group into our business, but that hasn't really happened. I think across the board, it hasn't, right? I mean, number one, when we're talking recruitment, so many companies are focused on re-recruiting individuals from other companies. So what does that mean, right? They're, they're, they're pulling in a producer from another company. It's not a new person into this industry. One of the things that, you know, I, I can kind of honestly say the last 10 years of my career, I mean, for five of that, I was running a a specific program designed about bringing new people into the industry. That was five years of dedicated effort just towards that. You know, a lot of my recruitment efforts have been individuals that are just, I feel quite honestly, they're hustlers, they're positive attitudes. They, they may have sales backgrounds, but maybe they're not, you know, like myself, when I got into this industry, I didn't know a thing about it. I feel like we're pretty confident in teaching those nuts and bolts if I have the right characteristics and DNA. So we are leaning in. I mean, I would say, you know, on my team specifically, we are, you know, probably minus 15 to 20 years off of that. So we have a lot of individuals around 30, 35 years old. And, and I think that that is something that the industry needs to be focused on because things are changing and we, we've got to, we've got to build this towards the future as well, right? As individuals kind of expire out of this or retire that we've, uh, we've got to be replacing talent. Pool. Well, I'm certainly with you on this topic, but I will have to say that it is a difficult topic for lenders because they talk about it, but the actual implementing of it is where they, they fall into the nervous Nelly component that they feel that, that the individual won't be able to actually uh, be successful quick enough, which is not true because like yourself, I've been involved with a lot of those new individuals teaching on the prospecting side. But talk about, and this, this is a conversation that I've had recently with lenders uh, regarding the type of person that we're looking for. I make the argument that we, we need to look for people that are influencers. I would, I would agree, right? I mean, so, you know, if I looked at a you know, we, we use a tool or technology in part of our hiring process. And, you know, we're looking for characteristics like high autonomy. So as an individual, like you said, an influence, are they, are they outbound in thinking? Are they involved in the community, always on the go, willing to put their self out there? I think that that's one, one piece of it. You know, how's their personality, right? If, if you know, there's, there's, there's individuals that have been in this business a long time that are more introverted and, and don't don't do a lot of that, but they've likely accumulated their business over a long period of time. So if I'm bringing someone in right here right now that needs to be effective relatively quickly, I need an individual that's going to be out there doing the work in and in and out events, hosting events, being more like you said, an influencer, right? So how am I creating content? we're seeing a younger generation get their information in a complete different way than we did back 10 and 15 years ago. So this younger generation is leveraging TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. So are your individuals willing to put themselves in those environments? It's critical. So what has been your success rate with taking people that had backgrounds like yourself and they came into the industry and you're, you're looking for that person that likes to meet people they don't know and actually has the drive to do that? What has been your success component? That's an interesting, you know, how are we defining success, I guess? But you know, I would say if we're doing it, like 
I, I think longevity, one of the things that I look at is, you know, are these individuals able to, you know, sustain themselves, be contributors to their companies, produce volume, et cetera? Are they all top producers? No, but are they individuals that can, that are going to have long-standing careers uh, in this industry? Yes. And I would say that that's probably 60%, you know, to, to be honest with you, 50, 60%. But some of the most success right now uh, on my team is individuals that have been in this industry two years or less. Right. And I think, that, and, and that's largely because they don't, they don't know, again, they don't understand the history of various markets. They don't know what's good, what's bad. They just know that they have to do the, do the work and do the thing. And they're finding the results, you know, when they're, when they're putting up, you know, two and a half, three million dollars, three and a half million dollar months right now. That's pretty significant um, in in this marketplace. So we're, we're pleased with with that. Well, I agree with you completely, and and we are involved with obviously training a lot of folks across the country. And what we see is the same thing you have seen is that it's the younger people that are new to the business that have been identified correctly, as you were saying, and then obviously they've been taught well. And we see them, like I've had classes recently where they're doing, these are people not in our business, they're young, driven, taught correctly to prospect in an influencer world. And they're doing 10 million this year, which is a lot of volume considering the industry is not even near that. So we have to, Dale, you and I have to correct this industry. The concepts are really way off base for sure. Thinking that this is just a cash burn. It's a cash burn because they haven't identified the right person or developed them. Talk about how you develop these, these in individuals that become superstars. I think there's a couple pieces, right? One is, I think if individuals are coming from sales, various sales background, mm -hmm. hopefully they have an understanding of, of business development. And I think the, the piece of this puzzle as it relates to the actual act of doing a mortgage, that is more about repetition, right? So mm -hmm. each, each and every transaction obviously has its nuances, uh, but you know, the fundamental basis. So, you know, we've done things where, you know, some of those individuals will put through maybe some baseline education, depending on their, their knowledge, but really I'm, I'm doing a lot of daily one-on-one -on -one mentoring with individuals, you know, how are we going about, you know, prospecting, how role-playing, talking through, you know, word choice and, you know, how they're tackling, you know, objections and things like that in this environment. And those individuals that are young and hungry and coachable are taking those, you know, they're, they're taking those things and applying them. I, you know, I, I, I don't like using too much of the fake it till you make it, right? I don't want to send people out there recklessly, but because I know that I'm, really tied to these individuals throughout all these early transactions, I'm, I'm confident that we're not going to be, you know, misrepresenting ourselves or our capabilities. And we also have a tremendous team of support staff where uh, we have loan officer assistants that have been here, you know, with, with in this industry for 20 plus years uh, that are absolute rock stars. So we have a lot of in infrastructure of support that, that gives these individuals the confidence to just go out and find business. 
and then we help them backfill as they're gaining that knowledge. So, Dale, the last question that I want to ask before we have to wrap up, I mean, this is really an important topic, uh, definitely, that lenders need to pay attention to, that you can have success early on. Uh, so what are the couple things that you would say that our listeners need to have as a takeaway today that that it does work if you develop your staff versus just hiring quantity and hoping some of them will work out? Yeah, I, I mean, it's really making sure that, again, do you have the right people on the bus with the right characteristics? I, I think so. Right now, you know, if people are recruiting that individual from another company that's not having success right now and they're bringing them on thinking they have a gain, they're not going to have success at your company either, right? So you've got to really be trusting your your instinct on, you know, the, the background, the energy levels that these individuals are bringing, the passion. You're going to know instantly if people are committed or not committed and you have to be willing to you know cut sooner i mean it's not a matter of you know fortunately i don't have to do a lot of cutting because i've kind of toned this in a bit but if individuals aren't putting forward the effort right here right now if they're not willing to build brands to get creative to try new things then they're likely not going to you know make it through you know, this fourth quarter and, and probably into 2024 um, as, as, you know, that, that fruit maybe starts becoming a little riper as we move late into 2024. Any other last points that you would like to have as takeaways today? For all of the, you know, individuals that have been doing this as long as, you know, we have, old dogs can learn new tricks and it's important that you do, right? Technology advancements, social media, it's changing. So if you want to be part of this industry, then you need to continue to adapt. And it's never too too late to learn. I think that's one thing that's I found the last five or six years is that I've leaned more into that and it's it's paid its dividends. So keep keep learning. Thanks, Dale, and thanks for sharing your wisdom on today's important topic. And thanks everyone for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes at www.mortgagemanagerplaybook.com. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to receive each week a new show. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and team members. If you're looking to increase production, call me to discuss my prospecting sales training program, Ramping Up Realtor Referral Sources. Check out my website, www.patsherlock.com.